0: Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. Later this afternoon, the federal and provincial finance ministers and Mayor John Tory will meet to discuss skyrocketing real estate prices in the GTA and what they can do to put the brakes on that. Most observers expect a foreign buyer's tax, even though, as John Tory points out, it is unclear... How much of the market and these prices is being driven by foreigners? The mayor wants a tax on vacant properties, and there's been talk about new taxes on speculators. Are these measures a good idea? And could there be unforeseen consequences? We'd like to hear from you. The numbers, 416 360 toll-free 866 740 740 Right now, let's go to Sal Guattieri, who is a director at BMO Capital Markets. Hi, Sal. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fine. So, um, you know, this is an economic issue, but as always, politics is getting into it.
2: Yeah, it's it's a, a difficult uh, issue to solve. I, get, I can see why policymakers have kind of dragged their heels in trying to resolve this issue because um, it's really hard to to tackle it uh, when you don't know exactly what's moving the market. What we do know is that there's not just one factor driving house prices. In the Greater Toronto Region and now the surrounding region, uh, there, there's many factors: uh, the supportive economy, uh, demographic demand from all the young people, the millennials moving into the area. There's, there's clearly an element of foreign wealth, largely through international migration to this region, and partly through investors as well. I mean, we have data from uh, the Toronto Real Estate Board that suggests about five percent of the resale transactions are from foreign investors. And in the new uh, condo market, uh, data from Urban Nation suggests similarly about 5% of that market driven by foreign investors. And then there's just the the restrained supply because of zoning laws and and increasing regulations resulting in uh, delayed building permits and rising construction costs. All of that's hammering the supply side. And now what we believe um, is an element of either investment or speculation that might also be fueling some of these games, gains you really see that if you look at the sales to new listings ratio in the greater toronto region it's at a record high now it's even higher than back in the late 80s when we knew the market was in a so-called bubble and it's not just that demand is so strong. It's that people are afraid to, to put their house on the market because then they'll have to get involved in, in bidding wars to get into the, back into that's, the market and live somewhere. So that's really constraining resale supply. Well, I, I
1: remember, you know, back when, when I was in the market, you know, the cardinal rule was, no, 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 you've got to sell your house before you buy one. And yeah. uh, it's the opposite now. You've it's, got to buy one before you sell yeah. it.
2: Exact opposite. And so there is an element of speculation there that's, that's kind of driving the lack of supply and that people expect prices to keep going up. So that they're, they're worried about getting into the market. So they're just not selling their property. And that's just aggravating the price pressures.
1: Okay, uh, but then the question is, what happens when you start tinkering with these measures? Now a lot of almost everybody expects a foreign buyer's tax, uh, partly because this government, the provincial government, is in trouble, and foreigners don't vote. Um, do you think that a foreign buyer's tax is a good idea?
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, clearly what what, um, uh, we're likely to see is is so-called tinkering. Uh, I don't think policymakers at any of the three levels of government want to crash this this housing market. So so I think if they're going to err, it will be on the light side of doing perhaps too little rather than too much, just enough to cool the market. Now, we know uh, evidence in, in the Vancouver market, uh, the property uh, sales tax on non-resident buyers did seem to cool that market, it at least slowed it down. It's starting to pick up again, but it at least cooled it down for a few a few months. Uh, and I think that's what policymakers will be aiming for when they introduce measures here in, in, in the Toronto region. And quite clearly, I mean, the, the, the measures you frequently hear are some tax either to discourage foreign investors, uh, to discourage uh, vacant properties, so buyers leaving their, their properties vacant, and perhaps to discourage some speculation or f- flipping of homes as well. So I think if there are taxes, it will be applied on one or perhaps all three of those areas. And that, that would probably be enough to cool the market Again, we, we, uh, the foreign share, foreign investment share of overall transactions appears to be quite limited at about 5% of the market. Now, that can have an outsized impact on pricing because these are buyers. They're not selling properties. They're just pure demand. And some are not perhaps the most discriminating buyers as well, so they're getting in at higher prices. So I think that those measures would cool the market. But if we're looking for a sustained cool down, I'm not quite sure that will do, do the trick.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, a tax, those other possible taxes, like a tax on vacant property and some kind of uh, speculation tax, do you think those are a good idea?
2: Well, again, I don't know if they're good ideas. I I think they they will, uh, at the margin, act to um, cool things down a little bit. Um, We don't believe speculation is the key driver of this market. Of course, we don't have good data to confirm that. But anecdotal reports suggest uh, it may have picked up a little bit, but it's still a relatively small share uh, of the market. It's probably well below the foreign investment share of the market, which is about 5%. Uh, So, again, at the margin, any tax on speculation or home flipping would probably cool the market. But I don't think it it, it would uh, keep the market down for long. Um, I, I think broad, in broad speaking, though, what we would likely see in response to any, uh, for, uh, any policy action is everyone just kind of stepping back and waiting to see what the market response is to those, those policy moves. And that, that's what happened in Vancouver. Um, the government introduced some measures, and, and everyone pretty well just stepped back, especially first-time buyers and just said, okay, let's, let's wait and see what happens. Now it looks like, given that the market has stabilized, they're coming back to the Vancouver market, and things are picking up again.
1: Okay. Now the other big issue, especially here in Toronto, is uh, the lack of rental supply and the fact that rental prices are going way up, or some rental prices anyway, in the wake of this. Uh, should there be measures to arrest that, or is that playing with fire?
2: Well, again, that that's an issue of supply, lack of supply. There were very few purpose-built apartment buildings built in the GTA over the last couple of decades. Starting to pick up recently, Uh, and some of that, uh, some of the blame for that is is just due to rent controls. So, again, that's that's.
1: Well, wait a minute. There are no rent controls on buildings built after 1991.
2: Again, I think the builders are concerned that rent controls could be applied to the purpose-built apartments, even built more recently. And so I think that that, that's been one factor that's kind of kept them out of the market from building um, apartment buildings. But what's kind of filled that that place is is condos investors buying condos, having no trouble renting them out with rental vacancy rates close to 1%. Um, so, I, I mean, if the government needs to tac- tackle the, the, the shortage of rental space in the GTA, th- that's the area where supply, we, we need new supply of more condos, um, more housing units in general, and more purpose built apartment buildings.
1: Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And should the government introduce measures to encourage that, or is there some way to limit uh, a rental increase? I mean, there were famous stories right here in our neighborhood of, uh, you know, landlords doubling rent
2: uh there's no doubt rents have gone up a lot in toronto by one measure i think eleven percent on a year-over-year basis in the resale market uh according to urbanation uh so that's a huge increase in rents, and it's reflecting just the very low rental vacancy rates of close to one percent for both the condos and the purpose-built apartments uh so what governments need to do i'm not so sure restricting rent increases would do the trick because that's going to discourage investors from buying condos and renting them out will discourage builders from building apartments. So I'm not sure that's the way to tackle. What what you need to do is scale back regulations, somehow get builder costs down, open up more zonable lands land for uh, for building uh, apartments and, and condo uh, buildings.
1: Okay, so let's. I think uh, that's
2: what, what the government has to uh, has to
1: attack. Okay, let's uh, take a call from Eddie in Oakville. Hi, Eddie hello there How are you fine how are you okay uh i just wanna
3: talk about the um the uh the amount of bidding, bidding wars and things like that that's uh going on in um well pretty well all the g t
1: hmm go ahead
3: uh, also it's a lot of uh as everything else for the commodity it's a profit you know somebody looks at it and they say okay we wanna make as much much as we can. Uh, one thing is, my wife and I've been looking at different places, maybe to invest in, uh, rent out, or I'm also renovating stuff like that, so I can buy a place that's um, not, <coughs> it's maybe not been looked after. It's still got 70s uh, furniture and things like that, rugs and things like that. So that has to be uh, all taken apart and sorted out accordingly. Uh, there's there's people in the past two or three years. Uh, there's been 25 on some houses, some places, there's been 25 different uh, offers being put in or bidding wars. Uh, This still has to be, when you go to fix up a place, you still have to know what you're going to actually spend on it to actually buy it, pay the lawyers fees, pay the real estate. There's people there, a house that was uh, really, really badly uh, in bad shape. They, uh, it was rented before, and the carpets and everything stunk. I mean, why do people want to do this to the uh, the biggest thing that they're going to purchase in their lifetime? Anyway, uh, those, those same properties, all done up, would se- sell at that time for $299. Oh. Uh, it was offered at 249 18 bids went in, and uh, it was uh, eventually sold at 299 The same price as what? the prices of ones that are fixed up being solar.
1: Well, yep, that's a a strategy. Thanks for your call, Eddie. Okay, uh, yeah, that's um, bidding wars. It's a huge problem for people getting into these bidding wars. Some of them go a lot more than fifty thousand over asking, and and that's one of the uh, one of the strategies is to price it a bit low and bring the bids in. And and we've um, even heard uh, somebody here at work uh, whose uh, daughter just bought a house, and incredibly, uh, they found out later that they had the highest bid, but still the realtor came around before making the final decision and said, do you want to up your offer? Mm. Uh, and they said no, and they ended up getting the house anyway. So some of the things that go on are, are, are incredible. Um, Sal, I mean, what do you think of, of uh, bidding wars and is there really, a, will those measures end those bidding wars?
2: Well again I I think uh in anticipation of, of government measures the the market might just stand the people buyers might just stand back and take a wait and see attitude much as much like what happened in Vancouver in recent months but again um I I wouldn't be surprised if those bidding wars start up again if unless these policy measures are quite uh, quite severe again there's a lot of drivers uh in, uh, in this market right now and, you know, one driver that we haven't really talked about is just you know, cheap credit, low, low mortgage rates, yeah. uh, readily available credit that's kind of providing the oxygen for this, this fire. And we're seeing it kind of sp- spread beyond the greater Toronto region to Kitchener-Waterloo, London, the Niagara, Niagara region, um, Oshawa. It, it's, just, it's just a reflection of very strong demand from, from many sources and restricted supply. And that's just conspiring to uh, produce these, these bidding wars. And in the past year, there seems to be this element of speculation, um, you know, the fear of missing out. If you, if you expect prices to keep going up as, as rapidly as they have, well, then your incentive is to try and get in as soon as you can and even perhaps overbid for property. And that's just kind of fueling the fire.
1: Yep. And that's uh, dangerous. Um, we're running out of time on this segment. Uh, let's get a quick comment from Carl in Toronto. Hi, Carl.
4: Oh, hi there. Um, I own a condo downtown that I rent out, Mm -hmm. and the condo building was built well before 1991. And I really believe that the protection, the tenant, uh, the rental increase protection should happen uh, for units that are new, not old. Because as owning a unit that's old, I have costs associated with that that my tenant never has to pay for. So all of a sudden, my tenant's protected. They're paying a fairly great rent, and that's fine, uh, fair rent for them. But I have costs now associated, and I have to go to tribunal boards if fridges and stoves breaks and things like that. Any place that's been built in the last 20 years is probably in pretty good shape, and the buyers would obviously know their, their cost of running it in order to rent it out. But as places get older, they get run down, and then the landlords are stuck.
1: Yeah, it's, you're finding that it's not fair. Well, that's, uh, that's an interesting uh, comment, Carl. Could we Carl. flip
4: that? You know, could we flip it?
1: Okay, well, it's a matter of fairness. Thanks, Carl, for your call. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, well, that's a, a whole other issue. Uh, Sal, we have to wrap things up here. Uh, what would you like to leave us with?
2: Well, I guess the, the main point to uh, uh, to make is that there, there are so many factors driving the Toronto housing market. It's going to be very difficult, I believe, for policymakers to uh, really clamp down on this market. I think ultimately what will happen is just a lack of affordability. Uh, and perhaps at some point in our lifetimes, interest rates going up will cool the market. Um, but it may not uh, happen. It likely won't happen this year.
1: Okay. Sal Guattieri from BMO Capital Markets, thank you so much for joining us.
2: You're welcome.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.